Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, statement's coming at ya, statement's coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now, here's your host, Robert Anderson. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Inner Sight. Today, our topic is the soul, part two. In a world that is getting increasingly smaller and in which people of very different cultures and customs are coming into increasing contact with each other, the realization of the one soul is more important than ever. If we are to have right uh, human relationships, that's quite important. Today we are going to talk about the soul, try to define what it is, how we can recognize it, how we can cultivate its presence within ourselves, and learn to see it in others. I like this thought from the works of Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of Lucis Trust. The soul is the force of evolution itself, and this was in the mind of St. Paul when he spoke of the Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we're going to give a gift away to you today, and I hope you stay with us uh, uh, to receive that gift. We'll talk more about it later, but I think at this point we'd like to recap the show that we did last time, The Soul Part 1. Could you please give us a summary of uh, those shows for those people who weren't uh, with us last week? Well, I can try, and then Dale will probably have some um, uh, thoughts, too, that I don't recall. But perhaps one point to begin with is uh, the quotation that we opened with, Christ in you, the hope of glory. We should explain that that does not mean the soul exists only in Christians, not at all. Mm -hmm. The soul is uh, universal uh, to all human beings, regardless of whether they are religious believers of any sort or if they are agnostics or atheists. What Alice Bailey meant when she said Christ in you is the Christ principle, which um, a Buddhist might call the the principle of Bodhi. Uh, And people of other religions probably have other terms for it, but it's the, the inner spiritual fire, the core of spiritual being that exists within the human, um, within the human being. You could say it's the essence or the, the, um, the essential core that's uh, embodied and often embedded in human beings. By embedded, I mean that it's deeply buried and hidden in uh, some people and more visible as light in others. 
Yes, another way of looking at the soul, I think as we mentioned before, is that it is that divine spark that is um, located in each human being. And uh, it is the, essentially, it's the relationship between spirit and matter. Now, uh, spirit exists as on the higher planes as the father aspect and um, matter, of course, is the mother or the Holy Ghost aspect. And then in between is the uh, the relationship between these two is the soul. And that's what exists in each one of us. We could also take that analogy and say that it's the link between God and his form. Soul is the the uh, linking principle. It's, it's uh, also defined in the writings of Alice Bailey as consciousness. So it's not the same as the pure spirit, which is the uh, animating energy of life itself. Rather, the soul is consciousness. It's a, it's a um, an awareness that exists within each of us and that has to be brought to the surface of our waking, daily, ordinary consciousness. And there are many different practices for bringing this awareness to the forefront of our minds, the forefront of our awareness. Yes, and another, it's interesting to say, as we mentioned before, that in quoting that quote, uh, the soul is the force of evolution itself, and it is that force, that deep urge within each one of us that uh, keeps us going, and that's, that's what causes us to, to evolve, actually, mm-hmm. from one lower stage to the next higher stage. And always striving for some kind of uh, perfection, which we never reach, but we we strive towards uh, a stage of betterment from where we were. Yeah, it's the um, you could say it's the factor of persistence. And we talked um, in the previous program about the fact that the Buddhists are said to not believe that we have a soul. But I think my thought, as I said at the time, is that they don't see the soul as being eternal and immortal and unchanging. Uh, and they are uh, right in the sense of the the teaching that Alice Bailey conveys, too. Persistence isn't the same as immortality or an eternal beingness. The soul is evolving, just as all living things evolve, change, and grow. So it's not static, uh, but it's in a process of developing and expanding all the time. That's the difference to me between persistence and immortality. And uh, we might uh, remind our listeners about how one deepens his contact with the soul. That was one of the questions that came up last time, I think. And uh, I think meditation is perhaps one of the Mm. primary ways by which one can deepen that contact with the soul. And that's very important, uh, especially today, because we... This very materialistic uh, world that we live in, uh, we we tend to lose sight of the soul and those the qualities that the soul presents to us and makes us what we are. And meditation is a way to cut through that uh, those barriers that we've set up. It's also a, an opportunity to have some quiet in one's life. Most of us live in such a uh, a noise-infused world on a daily level with our own thoughts which are often agitated and uh, 
clamoring for space in our brain. We have the noise of uh, urban life. For many of us, we live in um, very crowded urban areas. We have the noise of media. And now we have the noise of uh, the Internet. So there's a great deal of um, verbal and mental um, activity coming at us all the time. And meditation can clear a space for hearing what has been called the voice of the silence. Yeah, right. The soul. Yeah, and it's, it's particularly in the uh, type of meditation that we uh, emphasize at the Lucis Trust in the Arcane School. It's a, a form of yoga, a form of Raja Yoga, as it's called, and which is the uh, princely science of the mind. And uh, it is through the mind that we make contact with the soul and open up a channel to that soul, those soul qualities and allow them to come through. We also talked about the fact that uh, service is another way to deepen one's contact with the soul. That um, is, as you can probably imagine, usually an outer kind of activity. It isn't only a matter of sitting in silence and meditating on the soul or on God, but actively serving God's will as one understands it. And I think most of us could begin um, by agreeing that it is the will of God to love and serve our fellow men. And that's why service is a way of uh, deepening uh, contact with the soul within oneself and the soul within others. Yeah, I would agree with that entirely because um, service is the way of um, um, losing a sense of that little selfish little self and um, getting beyond that self and uh, arriving at a greater understanding of who we are. You say that uh, the soul is a uh, level of consciousness within us, perhaps um, uh, divine consciousness. Is that uh, correct? Well, it's certainly a level of consciousness, and it varies with the human being. Uh, There are degrees of soul contact that people have achieved. Mm -hmm. We're not all at the same level. Some people among us, yes, I suppose they do have contact with divinity. For others, it's more of, uh, I suppose, on a lower level of contact with their inner being, their inner persistent undying self. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it varies from person to person depending on the amount of experience they as souls have achieved and uh, the amount of the degree of contact they've created through service, through love, through mm-hmm. meditation and prayer. Is it correct to say that, it would, that it's the highest form of consciousness within uh, the human being? No, there are still higher forms. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a stepping stone, one could say, to the inner realms. And the Ageless Wisdom documents the uh, seven planes or subplanes of uh, the world as we know it. And the soul is not, uh, interestingly, on the highest plane by any means. It's a, a median or mediating uh, plane to the higher levels of uh, pure divinity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a bridge. Oh, that's interesting. And when you mention the ageless wisdom, are you referring to the works of uh, Alice Bailey and what she has preserved in those works? Well, partly, yes. I mean, the ageless wisdom is uh, a vast body of, awareness of knowledge and um, uh, wisdom that uh, as the Alice Bailey uh, books even mentioned that this has only hardly scratched the surface of what's really available 
and it's like the ABCs, mm -hmm. and um, so it. But there is a huge, tremendous amount there for, for enough for one lifetime. But um, you just have you get sense of proportion yeah. that there's an awful lot more. It's called ageless because uh, the ageless yeah. wisdom goes back to um, even before written teachings were uh, given to human beings. Uh, it goes back to the ancient Vedas of uh, early India, and uh, it's said to be a kind of thread of gold that runs through all the major world religions. Uh, there's a, a vein of truth that has a, a great deal of similarity, regardless of what religions have formed around it. It's kind of a core principle that runs throughout the world's face. That's what we call the ageless wisdom. Does one sense of the soul change as one develops spiritually? Yes, um, it does. I think for uh, a lot of people for a very long time, the soul manifests as the urge to live, the urge to persist, that keeps people um, moving well, perhaps we can say moving forward, but holding on, regardless of the outer circumstances. And this is one of the, the glories of human nature, that people can and do survive uh, and want to live in spite of the most awful hardships and deprivations. That's an early manifestation of the soul. Um, but through evolution and the expansion of consciousness, uh, the soul becomes the inner knower, you could say, capital K. There, there's this inner knower within us that um, we can bring to the surface of our consciousness through practices like we mentioned of meditation and prayer and service. Mm -hmm. And gradually, I think one develops more of a sense of a directing impulse in one's life, would you say? Yes, and also in terms of quality. I mean, the soul stands for quality it is what gives us the qualities that we express in our lives like and what well the quality of service that you mentioned the quality of love mm -hmm. the qualities of sharing and cooperation and goodwill all of those are expressions of the soul and selfishness right and uh, <clears throat> we all express these qualities to a certain degree some people express them very spontaneously, uh, more outwardly than other people, but uh, that's where they originate. It originates in the soul, and it's, it's, that's what the soul gives to a human being. It's what makes us really what we are. And I think we can all think of people we've known who, and maybe ourselves, who live with a real sense of destiny and a kind of purpose to their lives from a very early age, perhaps, as young children. Maybe it comes later in uh, adulthood, but there are people who have um, a sense of a, a mission that mm -hmm. they have to accomplish, and often it's not very clearly defined, but they just know that they have something to do in their lives, and um, some, some course of... Um, experience and of activity that they have to accomplish. I think that's another uh, indication mm -hmm. that the soul is becoming more dominant in their yeah. consciousness. <clears throat> Mother Teresa comes to mind yes. as, mm -hmm. as one who was very, in, very obviously in touch 
with that soul quality. She, she told the story of how she became aware of her life's purpose. She was on a train ride to Darjeeling uh, in India. She was already living in India, having been born in Albania, and was a nun and teaching, I think, in an upper-class girls' school. And on a train ride to India in the month of May, um, in, I don't know, the 1950s, she had um, a realization, I guess, for lack of a better word. An epiphany. An epiphany of her life's work, which was to work with the very, very poor and the dying. So that's an example of a, a real awakening. Many of us don't quite have that bolt of lightning, but we have a sense of... Um, <coughs> a program and a plan to our lives. Yes, and that that's what the soul sets up. It sets up this kind of plan, I think, prior to uh, coming into into its each life. So, uh, and that's what must come through. And for those people who uh, just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight, and this is our topic today, is the soul part two. And to order our books, our cassette tapes, uh, cassette tape of this radio show or others, uh, you can also order our books. Uh, Alice Bailey, the founder of organ our organization, has written 24 volumes of books, uh, highly interesting and thought-provoking. And if you uh, like what we're talking about here and you find it, you find yourself reflecting on life, the meaning of, the, of life, and and it makes you think that, hey, there's a lot more to life than television and uh, the little things that we take part in during the day, uh, then you're right, and I'm glad that we've stimulated that interest, if that might be the case. So if you'd like to order our materials, uh, any one of our volumes of books, uh, we have uh, books that relate to this show, as do all of our uh, material. Everything that we talks about, talk about on this show emanates from the Lucis Trust Organization, and the 24 volumes of Alice Valley books. Give us a call for any of the foregoing at 1-866-695-8247. Once again, that's 1-866-695-8247. We did say that we'd be giving away a gift to you, and we're happy to do so. And since we've mentioned meditation, we're giving away a booklet called The Science of Meditation, and all you have to do is give us a call, and we'll be happy to send that out to you. And uh, once again, to order the uh, gift that we're giving you, The Science of Meditation, teaching you how to get involved in meditation, which seems to bring about peace and tranquility to everyone who gets deeply involved in meditation, give us a call and we'll send it out to you. Uh, once again, one 695 8247 An easy way to remember the number is one 866 lucis Think of New York Lucis, NY Lucis, L U C I S. And remember that the work of Lucis Trust, including this program, is funded entirely by voluntary donations. That's how we stay on the air. So you're certainly welcome to help support us and keep us on the air. Uh, getting back to what we were saying before, uh, just to, uh, since we were doing a recap earlier, you did say that uh, one. Uh, that meditation helps us to develop uh, the soul consciousness within us. You mentioned also that uh, being of service to our fellow men uh, helps to stimulate the development of the soul consciousness within us. Didn't you also say on one show that uh, uh, suffering, going through challenges in life, yeah. that also that that also contributes to uh, soul consciousness, to the development of soul consciousness within? Yes, interestingly, uh, the hardships of life and the crises and the times when we are really um, bereft of um, the normal 
props that keep mm-hmm. our life going are the times when uh, we turn to our innermost um, re- reserves of strength and uh, direction, and that is uh, turning to the soul. Mm-hmm. And it can be quite amazing what comes uh, to the surface in one's consciousness. People can go through the most awful experiences, for example, losing a very dear loved one, and they can be aware of uh, suffering and at the same time a quiet note of pure joy. It's the strangest thing, and I bet many of our listeners will know what I mean, this dual chord of pain and joy. That's the presence of the soul that has the assurance that life goes on and that no matter what is happening on the outer planes of life, uh, life is, life persists. It changes, we have to adapt, we have to struggle and grow, but it's all persistent and it leads, I believe, to something better that life is a process of change leading to growth. So with, within suffering, then, there is some type of blessing. And yes, often quite deep profound. blessings, yes. Yeah. Now, the writings of Alice Bally speak of the group soul. What does that mean? Well, that's a very hard question. I think I'll mm-hmm. let Dale try. <laughs> oh, thank you a lot. You're welcome. Uh, the group soul. Um, the, gr- the soul is actually, as we are told in the Ageless Wisdom teachings, the soul is actually group conscious. And that's on its own level of uh, being. It, it uh, is automatically group conscious. It has uh, very little sense of itself. It's only the projected uh, part of that soul into each personality that uh, has the individualized selfish little self that uh, thinks of it only of itself. Now, the group soul uh, is <clears throat> more characteristic of the soul, as, as we say, on its own plane. Uh, Sarah mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about the different planes of consciousness, and the soul exists on one of these inner planes, which is actually really an inner dimension. It's, it's a more higher vibrating uh, uh, dimension of life. And uh, on the one of those planes is where the soul is located, and it has this consciousness of wholeness, of a, a sense of um, being a part of it all, part of everything, a part of the whole. And um, this is what we try to uh, ob- obtain in our own life, in what we try to evolve to, and what evolution is moving us in this direction of group consciousness. And uh, isn't that, wouldn't you uh, say that was yes, sort of what um, I, you had in mind? Yeah, the soul, you could say, is without borders. We, when we inhabit physical bodies, obviously we have borders. Our, 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 our physical being uh, is separated from all other physical beings. And our personalities are distinct. Our individual uh, makeup is unique. And that's part of the preciousness of the human being. But uh, the soul being consciousness doesn't have those borders. Consciousness doesn't have walls around it. Uh, You can imagine um, on the realm of uh, thought that there are only the limitations of ignorance. There are no other structured borders. And so for the soul... 
there is only, we're told, the one soul. You cannot speak of my soul and thine. There is only the one soul. And the more you think about that and develop that realization in your mind and begin to believe it, the more you realize how it transforms your view of the world and other human beings. There can be no permanent uh, enemies. Yeah, I think understanding that concept, once it really is assimilated by the individual, you do see what the, uh, what the great spiritual leaders were talking about, Buddha, Christ, uh, Moses, that, uh, that all humanity, they are indeed our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are one on that inner level, and the group soul is an expression of this oneness. I suppose each of us would answer or define the group soul differently because we have a different sense of what our group is. Some might say, well, the group soul would be my family and loved ones. And others might say, well, it would be the people of my race or my religion. But there are others who would give that term a more spiritual definition. Uh, the people who share my my sense of service and my destiny for humanity. For example, if you if you've read about the great scientist um, uh, Edison, Thomas Alva Edison, he worked with a whole team of people to develop all the wonderful inventions that we now take for granted. That's an example, I think, of a group soul. And he his work was paralleled and I think duplicated by Nikola Tesla, wasn't it? Yes, Tesla was also a contemporary of his, yeah. and uh, he was definitely uh, part of that whole group um, uh, at work in the world at the same time in in the field of uh, electricity. And um, well, would you say that's an example of the group soul? Those scientists who are right. collaborating. Yeah, um, it, we have to extend our concept here of the group because. It it goes beyond what we think of as just our physical group. It's it's more because... It's more subjective. Yeah. And uh, the group can be, at this level, the group can be, uh, one's group can be um, a a large body of people in the world, uh, people you don't know, but they are people of a like mind. And I think that's what kind of defines it. And you can begin to develop a sense of them, even though you may not know them personally. You can recognize their quality. Uh, right. And as I said, they, they are of like mind. There are people who think on the same level as you do and uh, who have the same quality of thought. And uh, so you begin to look around the world, even in your own community and so forth, and you, you begin to see these same people, you begin to relate to uh, other people by way of these qualities of mind. What happens to the soul at death? Well, I think that's a question for another program. That is not uh, <laughs> kind of something I want to get into uh, today. Actually, I'm happy because I wanted to mention to everyone, because we get a lot of questions about this, that if you're interested in Lucy's Trust, uh, bear in mind that we are not a religion. You can certainly be with us, and actually, if you're part of us and you well, I don't know if there is such a thing as being part of us, but if you want to uh, go along with us and uh, look at, explore some of the issues that we're exploring, I guess what we'd like you to do is just go out there and do good works to other people. Be of service to your fellow men. Find a joy in it. And if you'd like to, you can uh, order a general package of information from us, finding out who we are, uh, 
Uh, we like you to read the books, and if you want to um, explore life with us. Uh, but if you want that general package of information, and if you'd like um, our gift that we're offering you today, uh, the science of meditation, uh, please feel, feel free to call us. We're, we've got a toll-free number. We're happy to send that out to you. Uh, give us a call at one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. Once again, that's one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. Uh, that I, easy number. Sure, go ahead. Can I mention two books on the soul? Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. The yeah. Light of the Soul and the Soul and its Mechanism. Okay, that w- those would be appropriate, and they'd strongly relate to what we've spoken about today. The easy number is one eight six six ny lucis And in closing, we invite you to ponder on this thought. Goodwill is the touchstone that will transform the world. Goodwill is love and action. It's the energy that draws us together in right relationship. There's a world prayer, the great invocation. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's official. Every day is game day at Buffalo Wild Wings. Grab select domestic draft beers starting at $3. We know every day is for sports, as mandated by Buffalo Wild Wings. Watch all the games with people that are here for the right reason, with dozens of beers on tap and 21 different flavors of signature sauces and seasonings, and a bounty of wings, shareables, burgers, and more. It's built for fans. It's home for sports. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Offers and participation vary. Please drink responsibly.